Today's episode of The Dad Chronicle is brought to you by you. Big thank you to all of our patrons who have supported this show over the years. And if you would like to contribute to the operational costs of the show and get rewarded at the same time, head over to supportadad.com. The mission of The Dad Chronicle is to help parents around the world tackle some of parenting's biggest challenges. And we need support in order to do that. So again, you can support this show by heading over to supportadad.com. Even $1 a month helps tremendously. Again, that's supportadad.com. It's done. I got my vasectomy. Welcome back to The Dad Chronicle. I'm your host, Alex Albisu. This is episode 134. Last we spoke, you heard I was getting a vasectomy, and here's what happened. On August 19th, I was preparing for the next day, which was going to be my surgical procedure. And as a reminder, I was actually, I was put under for the procedure. I wasn't actually uh, awake like a lot of men are. And I find myself very fortunate uh, because I didn't have to experience any of that in real time. I was put under, which I'll talk about here in a second. But that meant I wasn't able to eat or drink anything past midnight. So I spent the night on Thursday night just hanging out with Deanna, got to sleep a little bit early and you know, I had some crackers and some water and stuff before I went to bed, so it would kind of hold me over, if you will. They wanted me there around 8 a.m., so Deanna dropped me off at about 7.45 for the procedure. Uh, no one was allowed in at all due to COVID, so Deanna didn't walk me up or anything. It was just me by myself, uh, threw my mask on, went upstairs. They gave me a new mask when I walked into the office. I signed in, did all the paperwork, you know, all your... Uh, insurance stuff and everything. And then I ended up sitting there waiting for about 30 minutes until they called me back. They walked me back into this giant open space with a bunch of curtains where people were getting prepped for surgeries, various surgeries. This wasn't necessarily just, you know, a bunch of people getting vasectomies. It was people in there for all sorts of things. I don't, I don't know the specifics, but they put me back into this corner space and told me to get undressed and handed me this packet of antibacterial wipes where they said that I needed to sanitize and wipe the area down, if you will. So I got naked. I ended up putting, uh, you know, all of my clothes in a bag and all of my belongings in a bag. I took out the sanitizing wipes, wiped down the area real good for them and put on that really, you know, nice gown that they give you where you're completely exposed in the back. That was great. The nurses came back in and we were talking about having kids and everything. And they asked me, you know, what's your situation? Do you have kids already or do you just not want to have any kids? Are you done having kids? And I kind of explained, you know, I've got one of each feeling tremendously blessed. Like this is the right time and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they agreed and we were just kind of reminiscing a little bit about having kids and young kids, older kids. And it was a, it was a fun kind of way to prep your mind into going into the procedure that you were about to get done to get, you know, sterilized, essentially. And as we were sitting there talking, one of the nurses was prepping my IV where they were going to be putting the anesthesia. Another one was, you know, taking my temps, my vitals and everything. And then she also took this, I don't even know exactly what it was. It was, she, she described it almost like a disinfectant for my nose. It smelled like oranges. I don't know if anybody knows what this is, but she kind of swabbed it around in there. And my assumption, the way that she described it was that when they kind of put the oxygen mask on me, you know, they kind of put those tubes into your nose that it was for that. But, 
you know, I just, uh, she, she did it and it was kind of orangey, not really sure what it was, but yeah, the IV, I don't know if you have ever had an IV stuck in you before. I've had numerous IVs in me just because I've been in for colonoscopies and endoscopies, a whole other story for another time. But one thing that is always weird about it is that it gets you so cold because it's like, you know, room temp and your body's higher than room temp. So it feels really cold to you. So they wrapped me up in a blanket and everything. It was, it was you know, it was kind of nice. At that point, the anesthesiologist came in and she talked through everything and they were going to put me to sleep, but they were also going to anesthetize, anesthetize, anesthetize. They're going to, you know, numb the area, if you will. And so she talked through what all that was going to look like. I wasn't going to be awake for when they numbed the area, but they were going to go ahead and put me to sleep. They're going to put a sedative in through the IV and then stick something to the back of my throat once I was asleep that would ensure that I received this gas that was basically going to keep me knocked out throughout the entire procedure. And then after a visit from the urologist, just confirming that I was good and I was ready to go, they ended up walking me back to a surgical room where they had me get up onto the surgical table, lay down, and get ready for the procedure. One of the nurses came in when I laid down and he said, oh, I bet you're really cold right now. You know, I still had the the you know hospital gown and everything on top of me but that iv was <laughs> making me really cold and he was like I'll, I'll grab a blanket i'll grab a blanket for you i'm sorry and you know we just started talking a little bit about how yeah it's really funny how the iv gets you feeling really cold and as i started talking about that one of the nurses put a uh, an oxygen mask on me and was like okay here we go we're going to start uh pumping you with something to start making you just kind of chill out a little bit and they i remember them putting the blanket on me putting the surgical mask or the oxygen mask on me and then putting the sedative in. And then the next thing I know, I was awake being wheeled out to the recovery area where I was still super duper groggy, but it was done. Now, if you've ever had a vasectomy before and talking to other men who have had it done, I'm sure that that would have been super preferable <laughs> for a lot of men who have kind of experienced a procedure where you're awake and you're uh, you're, you're there. You're watching it. You could watch it if you want. I don't think that many men choose to do that, but you're experiencing it in the moment. Uh, I have to say, being knocked out for this procedure was incredible, and I would highly recommend it. Even though you're feeling pretty groggy for the rest of the day, if you can afford to do that, shoot, just don't don't experience it in real time if you can. What a difference. As I'm sitting in the recovery area, I hear them calling Deanna and basically saying, hey, he's good to come be picked up and come get him. And they're bringing in my clothes, you know, bringing that bag in with all of my stuff. And I'm feeling super groggy. And uh, I am kind of still coming to and realizing like what, what had happened. And I realized that underneath my hospital gown, I am wearing an athletic supporter, which I'm really happy that they gave me because support in all sorts of aspects are it's it's really it's really important uh during this and i uh, as i'm getting dressed i'm kind of inspecting like what they did and they basically had a lot of gauze around the area and they made two very tiny incisions to perform the procedure it was pretty amazing actually very very tiny and and it didn't feel terribly uncomfortable yet deanna came and picked me up with her mom and 
Jake was in tow as well in the car. And I basically went home, spent the day on the couch, sitting on ice packs and, and drinking plenty of water and taking Tylenol every four hours just to keep the pain at bay. But uh, by the end of the day, I definitely started to feel uncomfortable. I could tell that that local anesthesia or like whatever that they put there for the incisions and whatever else that they were going to be snipping down there, that was starting to wear off. And it was not, it, it, it wasn't fun. But at the same time, it wasn't like extremely painful. It was more like uncomfortable, inconvenient. I don't know if like, if you've ever been kicked in the ads before, you know how you feel like you just kind of get a little nauseous and like when you move too much, you just feel a little, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. You just feel uncomfortable. And that's the thing. It felt more uncomfortable and inconvenient and annoying than actually painful. The smallest movement that I would make would set off a feeling of nausea. And that was so annoying. So I'm still recovering from this. The doctor said that I need to spend about a week just doing like nothing, like very light activity, like don't be lifting anything so I can't pick up the kids or, or, you know, walk around too much. I'm kind of stuck in a sedentary sort of way. So it's not bad. I'm still working and doing other things like that, but I need to just chill, which is fine. This is still surgery. Your body went through some things and I need to make sure that I respect that and let it recover. And to any guys out there who are thinking about getting a vasectomy, I want to give you a couple of tips. And they both have to do with the word support. Support uh, can be literal support, as in like, what is keeping the boys up? Because right now they feel like 50-pound bowling balls. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Sorry if that sounds crude, but holy cow, man. Like, if I stand up and if I don't have that athletic uh, supporter on or underwear that can like really kind of keep everything in place, man, it's uncomfortable. So, so do yourself a favor, get yourself something that will help keep everything, you know, supported. Uh, because I went and took a shower longest three minutes of my life when I took that shower. <laughs> Holy crap. So, so get yourself something that will be supportive in that manner. Um, and also use the, uh, you know, whatever antibacterial cream and ever, whatever else that they give you to apply that to the, the stitches and so on. Just keep that area nice and clean. And then let's talk about the figurative side of support. And that is from your partner. It's important for your partner, in this case, Deanna, has been an integral part of planning for this vasectomy and everything that I was going to go into uh, for this procedure. And she has been so incredible, taking care of the kids, helping to uh, give me food and water and taking care of the dogs, things around the house. Like, have somebody there to help support you. Set expectations on, like, what it is that you're actually going to need. Um, and that has been so just... God, I can't, I can't even explain how amazing she's been in helping me through all this. So big shout out to Deanna. Um, and for anybody out there thinking like, you know, you got to do this and you need somebody there to help you out. You absolutely do. You need the help. So make sure that you reach out to somebody and have that conversation about what you could use help with and make sure that you have that lined up for like at least a week or two, because it can take up to two weeks for the full uh, recovery. And quickly going back to the point of the previous episode where, you know, kind of talking about the mindset, it's kind of weird to think like, okay, it's done and we're never going to have kids again. Uh, but this 
procedure has kind of added some finality to it. And I feel very comfortable. Like it was the right decision. Like, don't get me wrong, but you know, it still kind of lingers in my mind a little bit. Uh, but I am happy to be on this side of it and looking forward to, you know, first of all, recovering because it's not very comfortable right now, guys. It's not, it's not, but recovering, spending time with the kids and picking up some slack where Deanna's really been working her butt off. She's doing incredible. So if you have any experiences from a vasectomy or anything else that you'd like to share on the show, you can email the dad chronicle podcast at gmail.com. And I hope that this conversation, this openness around this topic has been helpful. I know a lot of listeners of the show, uh, this has been something that you guys have been interested in learning a little bit more about, perhaps for your own interest or you know desire to get this done. So I hope that this has been uh, enlightening for with my own, what I've been going through. I'm not a doctor by any stretch, uh, but I have been through this and just I hope that this experience has been helpful to you. And if you'd like to support what we do here at the show, telling stories of fatherhood and sharing topics like this all around parenting and fatherhood, you can head over to supportadad.com, find a support level that works for you. Every dollar helps. So even at $1 a month, you're helping to support the operational cost of the show and getting some great stuff out of it as well. So again, supportadad.com. Thanks again for listening. And remember, be good to yourself, be good to others. Take care. We'll see you next time. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.